This evening I'm going to talk about these two sort of, I don't know, what mystical aspects of ourselves that nobody quite understands, but we feel quite happy to talk about. And that's the idea of spirit and the idea of soul. And where does this idea come from? What actually is it talking about? So, what you, 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 you use the word soul to describe something that you have an in, instinctive sense is in, inherent in you, in spite of the fact that you've practiced Dharma. If you've practiced Dharma enough, you see that there's nothing inherent in you. So, when we talk about this eternal soul in Christianity, it's not an eternal soul, but it is something that is always with you. Because, yeah, you understand that you create over one lifetime to an end. This sense of you as the experiencer and everything that it has experienced. <clears throat> this is your soul. And it's kind of, from your ordinary perspective, it's at the very heart of your experience. <clears throat> so, you can see when you look at the mechanisms of rebirth and reincarnation how you carry this on with you, this wanders on. Even though it's only a momentary arising condition factor, phenomena, it is deeply, deeply conditioned by everything you've ever experienced. And the more you look into that, the more you see what you've actually experienced, you, really, you see how deep it is. The depth of this conditioning part or conditioned part of you and your relation to it is so deep because it's been there from your ordinary perspective that's what's been experiencing all of this and in this tiny little sort of frame where you look at your uh, we look at our little life right now which is everything the sense that there's something driving me at a powerful level that I can't quite get my head around, that feels so much bigger than that. It, it's easy to come to the conclusion or to come to the sense that this is this eternal part of me. Because it doesn't change. The, sorry, the ground of it doesn't change throughout your whole life. You understand now because you see how rebirth-linking consciousness functions, how Bawanka functions, that the, the sort of root of that doesn't change. So the sort of fundamental ground of you, Alex Klingham, in this life, was with you since your first breath. And it'll be with you as you take your last breath. And so this is what gives us the sense of this eternal me, even though if we're in with just a little bit of insight, we can see that that day that I got out of bed feeling wretched and the day that I got out of bed feeling rather fantastic 
looks like two completely different people. <laughs> and the quality of the experience is profoundly different even behind that. The vast differences in our experience over time is still something that feels fundamentally me, which you are now trying to break down. Now, I've sort of hinted at Uh, the, the way that you've practiced Dharma up till now, the, 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 the mundane approach to Dharma can only carry you as far as your karma, as far as your what you're not, your soul is not bound by. That way, sitting down and practicing vipassana, you can purify your mind up to the point where you hit something that you're so bound by that there's no breaking it down and seeing it as impermanent and telling yourself to let go that's going to bring it to cessation. This is when we start to recognize the sort of deep foundations of what I might call my soul. Now, we are going to have to acknowledge that we're using language where the soul is normally, in a Christian context, is said to be an eternal part of you. You experience it as this sort of, there's aspects of it that change, and with enough insight you see there are parts of it that don't seem to go away when you practice very deep vipassana, even though when you break the experience down you see that it is only momentarily arising and passing. I, there's stuff that seems to remain. This is the defining, or the, the ego-defining karma that is the core, that are the core conditioning blocks of you that make up this sense of you, your soul. And those are defined by the things that you've gone through over long periods of time that have the access points the decisions you make at key moments that carry karma that sticks, that become almost definitive, that you carry maybe from one lifetime, many lifetimes, doing the same thing. Your story behind your story. That means that all the millions of different experiences that you have and the variety of circumstances you find yourself in you still have this dogged way of approaching it driven by something it's not instinct it's karma and these are the sort of blocks of your soul blocks that make up the you that never seem to go away you practice your vipassana diligently and you're watching the rising and passing and you're seeing impermanence and you see, but it momentarily appears to go away and then it's back again momentarily it appears to go away and then it's back again this is the big strong blocks of karma that are driving our life now you can't that's karma that you have to just forbear, live through 
with equanimity, you gradually live the life, live it through your life, it be with you all this life. Or most of it, it's not just going to go away. Very skillful practitioner you might be, it's not just going to go away. So you have to become equanimous to it, or it is going to prompt you without fail to renew the very karma that it was rooted in. So strong is your drive to behave in this kind of way, to act in this kind of way, to think in this kind of way. It's so deeply ingrained in you. Now, so, this is where you have to take it, you have to see it at a super mundane level. And you have to see that I, I, even though I can't see how I can get beyond that, I feel so deep in me, my, uh, this attachment or this way in which I am. And I'm trying and I can't break it. You won't break it with a mundane approach. You've got to see the karma out with equanimity and when prompted to react again, act again. And re- where you would normally renew it in your ignorance, just have enough equanimity to not. That's the only thing you can do, but you still have to forbear it until it doesn't fruit so strongly and define you in your next life. The only way to transcend that is through the relinquishing of the part of your ego that it is rooted in. Hmm? So, you know, when you say let go, well, you're not letting go this attachment. You can't let go that attachment. It's stronger than you. I can't let go this pride. It's stronger than you. You have to let go the ego that it is rooted in to be free of it. Yes? You've got to dismantle that ego. It's the only way to free yourself of it. That's how you are free of it. Mm -hmm. And that's where you need to take a super mundane approach where that much I can enter into this unconditioned state that much it dismantles my attachment to myself that is driving me in ways that even though I'm exhausted by it I can't free myself of it yet this is what I mean when I say how much suffering are you willing to bear to uphold your idea of yourself you don't even want to uphold it but you can't let it go This is why you sit on your cushion for a whole lifetime banging away at the same thing. Making tiny little bits of progress. But it doesn't go away. Until there's a part of you who goes, I'm going to let that go. In me. Not that attachment or that aversion or that fear or that jealousy or that pride or that restlessness I'm going to let go that in me that it's rooted in the story behind my story and that's when you start to feel free from it and you don't feel free from it otherwise you won't be you will just renew the karma time after time after time no matter even in the times when you know 
this isn't what I should be doing. You still can't give it up. This is why we have to take path knowledge. When the suffering that we are bound to is unbearable, or we just we want to be free from it, and there isn't any freeing. You can't free yourself from karma. You can fruit it, or you relinquish the ego. Now, what happens when we can't be with the suffering that our past choices have brought us, brought us to? Or our past, let's just say our past experiences have brought us to. I can't be with that. We pretend it didn't happen. We shut ourselves down to the truth of what has happened and pretend that it didn't and walk on. And in that moment we leave a part of us fractured in this space, in this It doesn't progress onwards with us. It stays frozen in time. It's no longer pushing my buttons consciously because I've got enough ignorance to not feel it. But there's a part of me I have to leave behind in order to be with what I'm experiencing. And so at key moments where we meet things, have experiences that challenge us greatly, if we don't stand up to those experiences, if we enter into a state of denial or a state of, no, I can't, I'm not dealing with that, that part of us shuts down and stays shut down. Because opening up means I have to feel that that I don't want to feel. Now that's something that can go on lifetime. Not just in this lifetime. There are places you can't go inside you and in the world and things, experiences you can't have or be with because of experiences you have rejected in times way before in this life. And this is where there's a little bit of me that feels is missing and I don't understand it. A sort of fractured part of you, a broken part of you that's displaced somewhere and it's this hole inside of you that you feel and the only way to claim that back or fill that hole is to be with that experience that you're unwilling to be with your suffering the suffering that you couldn't bear is the doorway to your awakening It's the route through which you reclaim consciousness. The bit that you're longing for so you can feel awake and alive again. So, (laughs) it's kind of a strange language that we should... But we can use the language and mix and see the Dharma in it. So these fractured parts of our soul are the places within us that we are disconnected from. That mean I don't feel as alive as I should because I couldn't be with that experience, which, unwholesome as it was, will always have been the result of past choices. So, 
taking accountability and ownership and turning back and finding the courage to be with the things that I thought I could never be with. In those moments that you think are your darkest hour are the moments you are most alive for a very long time. Because you start to feel things that you just didn't feel. Maybe for a lifetime. So, reclaiming not just the consciousness that we've lost, but the, it's, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? You've got to reclaim the parts of you that you've lost so that you can let them go. Yeah? You won't make sense of it by looking at what's happened to you in your life. But somewhere inside you feel something missing that makes the idea of letting go feel like instead of everything that it is. So this is your soul and how it fares going across lifetimes with the accumulation of karma, the fruiting of karma, the way we are with the fruiting of our karma, the consciousness that we bring to it or the unconsciousness that we bring to it is defining the degree to which you are alive or unconscious. Life is consciousness. That lack of consciousness is a lack of life within you. So you can't hide. You can try. You can try and put it over there and leave it behind you, un, you know, behind your veil of ignorance but you're leaving part of you there when you do it. So we use this language, I'm leaving part of me there, and yet it's an illusion, this me, but it's so lived, it's so with me every moment, until I'm free, until I wake up, until I'm awakened, it's the defining flavor of my experience, and the loss of it is something's missing. It's about working that, it's about being there completely with yourself. That's the process of waking up. And, you know, it's impersonal but deeply personal. And in that personal, deeply personal moving moment, you let go, it's impersonal. You see it's impersonal, it stops being personal and you're free. It's kind of almost a conundrum. 